0: Welcome to the Evolve Leadership Innovation Podcast, hosted by myself, Kim Ford, CEO of Rise Pittsburgh. I'm thrilled to showcase industry leaders and their approach to workforce innovation, because Next looks different for every company today. Let's learn, grow, and connect as we dive deep into leadership evolution. Let's evolve together. First, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. It's 60 in Pittsburgh. Um, But can you please introduce yourself, kind of your background and your company?
1: Sure. Kim, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, We appreciate the opportunity. Uh, My name is Kevin Miller. I serve as the CEO of Legal Sifter. We're based here in Pittsburgh in the Strip District. And uh, my background is I am a licensed attorney I I have an MBA, but I ran from the law very early, and uh, I've spent 20 years being a part of and helping to lead global businesses. I got the opportunity to invest and become the leader of Legal Sifter, which was a startup out of Carnegie Mellon and backed by Birchmere Ventures here in Pittsburgh. and And what we do is we use artificial intelligence to um, and people and expertise to solve some of those persistent contract problems that we all experience in business and. in our daily lives,
0: no, oh, that's awesome, and I think it's super helpful. Um, how has this pandemic affected you? And the company, has it affected your business model or your workforce in any way?
1: Yeah, I think there there are three or four headlines for us. I mean, first we'll start with the positive. You know, our business did did grow sixty percent six zero in twenty twenty. So we were very fortunate. I will say this: we had aspirations of growing beyond sixty percent, and we saw. You know a pretty significant impact to our pipeline and our sales in the back half of this year uh, of 2020 versus say the first half of 2020 as a, as a lot of organizations did but we survived and uh, now as we enter 2021 particularly since January our business is just growing a, a, a really really fast again like we saw in the six or seven quarters leading up to the pandemic so you know we have we did have a divot. it was it was we we're, we think we're out of that divot now. and uh, particularly given what we do, now that buyers seem to be returning, you know our our products and services look quite attractive because we help people do more with less. And in many cases, coming out of the pandemic, people have less in their organizations. And so uh, the longer you know this kind of goes on, solutions like ours tend to to look more attractive. Bullet two is the impact on our real estate. So we, you know, we're not a big company. You know, we had just actually, uh, the first week of February invested in a a great office in the strip district in downtown Pittsburgh. It was the first week of February. And one month later, we were out of that office because of the pandemic and it has sat vacant for us for a year paying rent on that thing. We've had great landlord support, to be honest. And uh we'll get back there, but you know we had we had a flexible uh work style before we had we had just moved to a three days in the office, optional two days out, so I'm a big fan of flexible work, and that was working for us and um that's what we will ulti- we actually kind of think that's what we will return to what the last bullet was you know as this has worn on um and I think a lot of businesses are are figuring this out you know. Look, there are people who are just naturally oriented to working in an environment like this and there are people who aren't. And we and you miss that glue. And I think when so, you're only when you're only looking at people 25% of the way up, you miss the body language, you miss the you miss so much of that communication and and, and it has an impact. And I think uh some people are more susceptible to it than others, but I think all of us um you know, crave some degree of of contact with those people on a semi regular basis, just to keep things moving. So I've seen frustration, I've seen stress, I've seen miscommunications happen uh, in our organization. A lot of times caused by me, uh, simply because we're not in the same room. So those are our three bullets, is um, uh, from my perspective.
0: No, it's funny. I was talking with uh, Kit of Rustville earlier this week, and he mentioned a word that really resonated with me, and I think will make a lot of sense to what you just said. Use the word serendipity. And if you think of yeah. the normal environment, the only serendipity that we've actually been exposed to is Clubhouse. And I'm not sure if you've been on there yet, but what's amazing is you know even when you go to a conference and you know, you're in these panels and you're in these large rooms, where you really get the most out of the conference is in the hallways. Yeah elevator and sometimes even in the bathroom right where you meet somebody and you end up you know striking up this conversation and for an entire year serendipity disappeared and yeah clubhouse you can now walk into a room and you can meet people and do that bump in that hasn't occurred in so long that i think we're all craving so much so i'm not sure how long clubhouse will will you know keep the craze but it's been a a great definition of, of exactly what kit said in serendipity um, I, it I, like
1: that's I agree. I think that's, a, yes,
0: it's uh, it was super fun. So have you had to adapt your business model in any way because of these circumstances?
1: Well, I don't think so. I think, you know, we're not traveling. There's some obvious things we're not traveling. We've had to invest in a few more pieces of technology to ensure um, information flows. I, I think the thing that, that we need to start doing that we really haven't done you know, we should we, we need to structure our work a little bit differently and how we make ourselves available. Uh, I read recently that particularly if you're a manager, you should think about office hours, that old professor con- uh, concept, you know, set up, set up your Zoom or whatever WebEx or, or Teams and say, look, I'm going to be on a couple days a week on this hour and I'm just going to have my Zoom on. If you want to show up and talk to me, you know, I'm available. I think those are adjustments that we, those are things we've talked about, have not really executed on. It's something I want to try. But I do think permanently, these are experiments that all organizations should be testing, because I don't think anybody thinks we're going back the way we we started.
0: Totally agree. And I, I actually love that. I wrote it down. That That's a great idea. And I did read that a couple of times and, and just different articles that were posted. It makes a lot of sense to me. So what does back to work look like for you?
1: You know, we're going to be extremely conservative. I come from a safety background. I don't want to put anybody in jeopardy. One, when we feel like there's a lot of vaccines that have been put in arms out there. Yeah. Um, two, we'll come back in this kind of three and two kind of idea that we had before the pandemic. Three days in, optional two days out. And uh, you know I'm a big fan of letting people you know work from home on Fridays because you know we all have to pick up our laundry and do other things that are outside the house. <laughs> exactly. People work really hard during the week, and they can take Friday afternoon off. Let them let them do it. Um, uh, so it's the second thing we'll do that, and the third thing is we'll we'll figure out a way uh, to ease pe- people back in based on their comfort level. Given that we will we will find a middle ground to say. Uh, look, if you are truly uncomfortable, much like the schools have done, you know that you can opt out and stay at home somehow for some period of time until we get to a point where we've got herd immunity. We know shots are going into arms, and and we can we can we can stand on firmer ground, which feels like 2022. So we'll <laughs> see.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it comes sooner, but you might be right. At least fall fall this year, I think, is looking promising. I think so. Um, Do you, I I love the office hours concept. Do you have any other advice to office leaders that are, are, you know, they're trying to prepare, they're trying to evolve, they're trying to figure out what's next. Any other advice that you share with other
1: people? Uh, So many organizations have not had the opportunity or intentionally not embraced flexible work. And uh, I've been on the opposite side of that. I've I've been very fortunate to work much of the last 10 years in an environment where flexible work was encouraged. Uh, to a degree, we were in my last company with we software, service, and hardware and manufacturing, and uh, I will tell you that um, that that's something that um, has tremendous benefits. Um, and if hopefully you're seeing those benefits uh, in the pandemic, that would be bullet one: is embrace flexible work and make it part of your culture. The Second thing I would say is you can go too far with it. I, I don't think this is uh, it's an unlimited situation. Um, certainly, people working out of a home office—it's a very Intentional decision, but where you have a group of people um, in a, in a city, I think there's a tremendous amount of value about bringing people into the office a couple of days a week. Um, it It drives accountability, it drives collaboration, it drives serendipity, it drives good uh, mental health. Um, and uh, I think there's there's something to be said for for getting those folks together. So I think it's like most things in life, um, a balance between, quote the old way, office driven only and a balance between quote, the new way, just not that new, flexible work is probably the right answer for most most jobs, particularly those that look like ours.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on social media and let's continue to evolve together. See you soon.